This is how we do it at Acura of Pembroke Pines, the number one Acura dealer 11 years in a row. 2021 TLX, $299 a month. $299 at Acura of Pembroke Pines. Kings and queens, and I've slept in Alice and dined on pork and beans. The Squid Circle Digest, that is. Here is your host, Sean Stanley. It's Saturday. You know what that means. Fresh off of WrestleMania 37. I'm Sean Stanley at Squared Circle Digest. High above a busy Drive Pink Stadium here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We're high above tonight. Montreal FC gets underway tomorrow, of course. Inter-Miami CF will be underway. And you can hear that right here on SideRadio.com. Chris Whittingham and Thomas Rong will have the call at 3 o'clock. Alex Donald, Big O, we'll get the pregame started at 2 p.m. But I'm here to talk a little wrestling today. And also I want to thank Abel over there producing as always. How are we doing this morning, sir? Thank you, thank you, sir. Doing awesome, doing awesome. I missed you last week, man. Man, I missed you guys too, man. That's I'm, a lie. That's a straight lie. <laughs> no, I, I really did, I really did, man. I missed you guys too, man. <laughs> I, I was trying to come in but couldn't. I mean, um, I wish you came in, but... Um, you you you, you, you were happy I wasn't here. I know. I, nah, I see your nah. face today when I walked in. I was like, oh, boy. no, no. Like, oh, well, it man. showed you that I missed you, my oh, brother. Yes, it showed you that true. I missed you. That is true. Something I did not miss is WrestleMania 37, night one, got underway. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, they got it started off quickly. Oh, actually, not quickly, right? There's a 45 minute rain delay. How about that, huh? A wrestling show gets rain delay, weather delay, 45 minutes. Thank you, Tampa Bay, Florida. But it did get started. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. And thankfully, somebody in WWE listened to me for a little bit and kept the title on Bobby Lashley. Thank you. The Lashley era kept the almighty era. Keeps going. And to me, it allows to keep the momentum building for Bobby Lashley. Now, Drew, I think, is going to get the rematch at the next pay-per-view. I think I saw on Raw. But after the 40-minute weather delay, I thought it was a good match, man. It's two big guys going at each other. They're not going to, you know, flip-flop everywhere. I thought it was a very good, hard-hitting match. I thought the ending with uh, MVP yelling and uh, it looked like something was off there a little bit. But it caused... uh, McIntyre to pause a moment, then missed the Claymore, and then the Hurt Lock locked in, and McIntyre does not tap out, but does pass out, and Bobby Lashley retains the title. Look, I mean, I know a lot of people were kind of like, you know, they've had better matches. Uh, maybe, possibly, but I thought this one delivered on, on what it had to. Again, I think the little mix-up at the end – Drew a little bit off of it. But overall, I think I think WrestleMania started off with a bang. I think they put the right match out there, giving the the two female per- performers the main event at the end of the night, I thought was the perfect touch. And we'll get dive into that here a little bit later in this segment. The next match, uh, the women's tag team turmoil match. And again, I don't know what they're doing with these tag team titles. You sit here and you look at it. You have the belt on Shayna Baszler and on uh, Nia Jax. 
and you have them fight either the WWE Women's Champion and Charlotte, the Raw Women's Champion and Charlotte, or the SmackDown Women's Champion and her opponent for WrestleMania, Bianca Belair. That's what you're leading up to WrestleMania. These are the matches leading up to WrestleMania. You have not built up any other female tag teams, women's tag teams, at all. This match made no no sense to me at all to be on there other than we want to put the women's matches on the show, so we got to find something for them to do. Okay, let's throw them all in teams and put eight, eight female superstars on the card at one time. And that's kind of what they did here. They threw together the tag team of Billy Kay and Carmella. You had Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke who have been a tag team. You have Naomi and Lana who have started a tag team. And then you threw together Natalia and Tamina uh, two weeks ago on SmackDown. You get Naomi and uh, Lana eliminated quickly by Billy Kay and Carmella, a team you just put together. And also a superstar that's going to get released in a few days from WrestleMania. And we'll dive into that later in the hour. They're eliminated by, by a makeshift tag team, Naomi and Lana. A tag team that you've had at least a little bit together get eliminated by a makeshift tag team. Then the Riot Squad, of course, eliminates Billy Kay and Carmella. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, another established tag team, get eliminated by, of course, the Riot Squad. And then Tamina and Naya. Sorry, Tamina and Natalia come out and win the opportunity to face Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax on night two. So now here's the one thing with this match, though, that you've set up, at least to me. Watching night one, I'm sitting there going, okay. They gave it to Tamina and Natalia. Two respected female performers, female superstars that have laid it all on the line. Very well respected backstage as well. Okay, maybe this is the way they get the belts off Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. We'll discuss that when we talk about night two next segment. Spoiler, you're not going to like it. Well, I didn't like it. Now here to me was one of the matches to me that stole night one up until probably the main event, Cesaro, Seth Rollins. I thought if they let these two go, they they would do exactly what they did. I mean, there was a 360-degree corkscrew frog splash from Rollins. There was the uh, neutralizer into, into pedigrees. There was a curb stomp into an uppercut. And I don't know if you watched SmackDown last night, but if you did – you had to have known that apparently there was an airplane spin with an armless airplane spin on Seth Rollins because they played it 375 times in a two-hour show yesterday. Cesaro gets the much-needed victory. And then you saw last night on SmackDown, he kind of comes out and confronts the head of the table, Roman Reigns. So I'm hoping this is leading to a good push for Cesaro. This is, this is one superstar that deserves a great push. Going to watch and see how this goes from here. But to me, up until this point, match of the night. 
Cesaro and Seth Rollins did exactly, exactly what I thought they would do. Now, the next match for me, the Tag Team Championships, AJ Styles and Omos against the New Day. I forgot a couple things when I was thinking about this match. Almost the Giant making his debut. AJ Styles needing a tag team championship to win the uh, Triple Crown. And I did not put those into my calculations when I was looking at the winners because to me it was like if you put the belts on Almost and AJ Styles, what's next? Where does it go from there? If you keep the belts on New Day, you can formulate other tag teams. I don't know that you can get a tag team that gets the belts off almost in AJ Styles. Well, they did exactly that. They put the belts on AJ Styles and almost AJ Styles took a, actually he's a Grand Slam champion, not a Triple Crown, sorry. So ultimately, almost pretty much squashes New Day. AJ Styles with the, uh, flying phenomenal forearm off of Omos's shoulders, and just like that, the New Day, the New Day did exactly what they needed to do for that match. They put Omos over, made him look above and beyond a monster. So you've introduced this monster, this giant, this bodyguard the correct way, and you got AJ Styles' Grand Slam Championship. The match did exactly what it needed to do. Nothing more, nothing less. You made almost into the giant that he is, that you want him to be. And then, again, you had AJ Styles sit there, and now he's a Grand Slam champion, which is what he deserves. I just, the problem I had was after they win the titles, what's next? To me, it was short-sighted writing, short-sighted creative that puts uh, the titles on Styles and almost. But again, Styles deserves it. Almost is getting the push as a big giant monster. The match delivered what it needed to deliver. This match here now, it reminded me of elementary school. You called me stupid, I'm going to fight you. Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon, steel cage match. Look, Shane inside a cage, or you know with Shane, you're going to get the crazy bumps. With Braun, you know, again, I didn't know he was going to go up to the top of the cage. He did it a couple times during this match. McMahon takes the big uh, bump off the top of the cage. He actually climbs out. Braun Strowman rips the cage open. Strowman, of course, hits the power slam, wins the match. Again, I don't know what was expected in this match. The only thing I thought they could have done differently leading up to this match was actually taking Strowman and throwing him off the top of the cage out of the ring and costing himself the match without thinking about it. But then I guess that would go with what Shane McMahon said. But then again, now you're continuing the storyline. Braun Strowman, not so smart. You threw me off the top of the cage through a table. Yeah, you tried to take me out, but you lost the match. Maybe you're not as bright. You could have kept the storyline going. Uh, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, Bad Bunny performed. I hope he comes back again. Uh, one of the best celebrities I've seen come in. He spent the time in the performance center, did exactly that. When we come back, I'm going to talk to Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks match because I want to give it the time it deserves. And then we're going to jump in to night two. 
Miami Dolphin fans, join us for OnsideRadio.com's NFL Draft Party at Sports Grill in Miami at 11481 Southwest 40th Street, Bird Road. Join Big O, Alex Dono, for this two-night event on Thursday, April 29th at 7.30 and Friday, day two at 6.30. Drink and food special giveaways and the best damn draft party in South Florida. Join the Onside family for a two-night event as OnsideRadio.com and Sports Grill on Bird Road bring you the best NFL draft party on the planet. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Now that it's springtime, it's only getting hotter here in South Florida. Make sure your AC in your home or business is running smoothly by investing in a preventative maintenance plan from MS Air Conditioning. Visit MS Air Conditioning at ac-florida.com or call them at 954-421-3680. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Bringing you back in Dry Pink Stadium, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It is the Squared Circle Digest. Don't forget, you can be a part of the show calling 888-441-4623. Text us at 844-416-8123. Live on YouTube. Good morning, Willie. How are we doing, sir? Good to see you bright and early. And then also, we are on the Podbean Live. I want to thank everybody that's in there with us. We got a few in there, the good, the bad, the ugly truth. We got Hobo Chillin'. Viking Descent, and uh, TZU, and a bunch of numbers. 829-171-661-0206-08. want to thank everybody that's in there this morning. We're talking some WrestleMania talk here this morning. Uh, night one didn't get all the way through there in the first segment. So Bad Bunny made his uh, debut. Touched on it a little bit in segment, the end of segment one there. Don't forget if you missed anything in segment one, check out the podcast on any podcasting platform. It was the Miz and Morrison against Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny got the celebrity entrance on top of the 18-wheeler, which is apparently what he's using to promote his next tour in 2022. If you saw any of the programming afterwards, you saw him on the same 18-wheeler. And here's the thing. A lot of people, you know, want to make fun about Bad Bunny and, and everything being there. He took this very seriously. He moved as I said earlier, to Tampa for the last three or four months to just do this WrestleMania. He took this and he respected the business that much that he wanted to make sure. Look, this wasn't one of those where, oh, that's a celebrity come in. You do one spot for them and, and, and they win and then they leave and everybody's happy. You know, again, Bad Bunny brought different eyes to the WWE product. Of course, that's what this is all about. But Bad Bunny went, took the training, understood it. You saw him take heat. He did probably about 10 or 15 minutes of getting his ass kicked. And then he finally got the tag in to Damian Priest. Damian Priest does some stuff. You saw Bad Bunny <laughs> make dives. You saw him, uh, what do you do, the Canadian destroyer outside on Morrison. I mean, you saw him. As a wrestler, right? As an athlete. You saw the athletic side of Bad Bunny. Everybody knows he can perform. He sells multi-millions of albums. Everybody knows he can perform. But you saw him go out of a comfort zone and and physically perform, and he delivered. And uh, 
kudos to him and the way he came in. And a lot of people are saying the best non-athlete debut in WWE history. It depends. Uh, the other one I can think of happened earlier this year and is now on the announced team, actually, Pat McAfee. But, again, I guess he's technically an athlete. He came out of the NFL, so he classifies as the athlete. So kudos to Bad Bunny. And now I want to move on to a history-making match. Two African-American women headlining WrestleMania. First time. And, look, I don't know what you – what I've, I've seen people say that this match did not live up to expectations. I don't know what your expectations were. I can tell you now, I honestly do not know what your expectations were. This delivered emotionally. There were near falls where you thought, oh, they're actually going to put keep Sasha with the title. Bianca, the whip of the hair that, that sliced Sasha open on the side. You have f- physicality there. This match delivered on so many levels to me. And again, I think, look, if you're going to sit there and and try to analyze every second of every match without looking at it and understanding the feel of it, I wasn't too comfortable with the way they built this up. I didn't like the way they built this up leading into it. I thought this could have just went two great athletes battling around. Instead, they wanted Sasha to go more heelish. She did that. And I think at that point, it made me say, okay, Bianca Belair is getting her moment. Now I heard some people saying, did she get the belt too soon? No. She got it right. You built her up to get to the Royal Rumble. She wins the Royal Rumble. You've been building her up the last three months. She gets to WrestleMania. She delivers. She gets the SmackDown Women's Championship. And now she is the woman on top of the hill in the WWE SmackDown. And now I want to jump over to night two because, again, I want to get into the releases next segment. And then, of course, we got crosstalk with David Dwork and Chirping the Cats Radio after that. Night two, of course, was the main event was uh, Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. And uh, I'll give my thoughts on that later. But I want to jump into the card. The first uh, match was uh, Randy Orton against The Fiend. And, uh, again, when I looked at this match, I didn't know what they were going to do. Again, you cannot start a feud by burning somebody. I understand it's wrestling. I, I get all that. I get all the everything that's said about wrestling. But when you burn your opponent alive to start a feud, I'm not sure where you could go. And I didn't think it could get any crazier, and I was wrong. They have done just that. Now, apparently, Randy Orton, apparently the RKO in Raymond James stuns more than the RKO at Tropicana Field on the Thunderdome. Able to get the pin on the Fiend at WrestleMania, but the Fiend got up in the Thunderdome, the Raw leading up. Hmm. But then again, Alexa Bliss wasn't oozing black fluid. Yes, you heard that right. That, that's not a mis, misquote or anything there. It's oozing black fluid. Uh, I thought the entrances were fantastic. Alexa Bliss comes down, skipping uh, the jack-in-the-box, pops open, the fiend rises out of it. 
The match goes on as expected. And then at the end, Alexa Bliss just sitting there, losing some kind of black fluid. The Fiend kind of turns around, looks at her, catches the RKO. The match is over. Move on to Raw. And Alexa Bliss looks like she's turned heel as far as in this thing. And now The Fiend, or Bray Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse, is going to be the babyface. I thought, well, now would be a good time to maybe bring a second Fiend, as a lot of talk was that Bo Dallas was the second Fiend. I don't know how that's going to happen if Bo Dallas was released. But again, we'll dive into that in segment three. When you look at the other matches on this card, you had Big E versus Apollo Crews. Look, I thought if you're going to cheat Big E, why didn't you cheat him at the last? Don't cheat him on the grandest stage of them all. Let him have that moment to build the momentum. If you're going to bring in the General Aziz, character do that on the last pay-per-view take the belt off of him there let him win the title back at wrestlemania instead you've removed the title from him i'm not gonna say you torn down his momentum because biggie is is a great uh athlete and a great performer at what he does so i'm not worried about that end of it but i thought you could have kept the belt off of him at the last pay-per-view and let him get the big shine here if you're building him up as the next big thing, which apparently is what they're going to do. A lot of people are looking at it as, okay, well, now they removed the belt off him, so now they can build him up. That's great, but you lost to Apollo Crews. I get that the General Aziz character came in and cheated you, but you still have that loss. I want to see how they build him up. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, look, those two have great chemistry together. Uh, exactly what I wanted, and uh, I saw Logan Paul get stunned, and I found somebody that takes the stunner worse than Vince and Linda McMahon. Logan Paul. I seriously think he probably broke his jaw. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. Again, a match I did not, I didn't agree with the victory. And a, and a lot of people, a lot of reports have come out. Uh, I've seen it on uh, Fightful and, and some other sites. They're saying that some of the changes were switched. One of those matches being The Fiend and Randy Orton. Another match being Riddle and Sheamus. Night two, you got you know the, the winner being switched. Don't forget, there's betting odds on these matches. Randy Orton was a huge, huge underdog. Somebody made some money. Was that you? Because it wasn't me. I'm not betting on wrestling anyways. I, I know how this works. Sheamus wins the title. I thought Riddle needed the belt more. And then they continued on Raw and squashed Riddle against Lashley. Riddle must have uh, made somebody very upset. Don't piss off the boss. Looking at some of these other matches we talked about, uh, E and Apollo Crews, Rhea Ripley, Asuka. Look, the, the match to me delivered exactly what I need to be. Ripley wins the title. And, of course, now the next night on Raw, Charlotte Flair back in the mix. We'll see where that leads to. 
Leading up to the triple threat main event match, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Edge. I don't know why you made this a triple threat. Just to have both of them be pinned by Roman Reigns. This was your chance to, you know, and extend actually the storyline of the head of the table because he could have been felt cheated, right? This is the only way you're getting the belt off of me? It is by, by cheating me in a triple threat match at WrestleMania. You could have extended that storyline so much more other than Edge and Daniel Bryan. They, they lose. They get beat. They got to be clean, both of them. Not one taking the other out and then getting caught by a spear. No. A dominant win by Roman Reigns. Exclamation point put on a championship match. It gets no cleaner than that, right? Edge's shoulders down. Daniel Bryan's shoulders down. He said he was going to pin them both. He did. Now Cesaro is in the mix for the title. We'll see where that leads. I know last night he started the match with Uso, and then Seth Rollins came in on the SmackDown. So we'll see where that's leading. I wouldn't mind a Roman Reigns-Cesaro match. I wouldn't mind at all. My wonder is where this leads after you beat Daniel Bryan and Edge clean. What do you do with Edge? What do you do with Daniel Bryan? I get it's professional wrestling. But let's put a little bit of reality to it. Inter-Miami CF fans, join us for every road game as we broadcast live from Dangerous Minds Brewing Company, 1901 North Federal Highway in Pompano. Join Big O and Alex Dono, and I'll be there as well. Enjoy the delicious food, incredible house drafts, and giveaways. Inter-Miami CF fans, your new home for every road game is Dangerous Minds Brewing Company in Pompano. Follow them on Twitter, Dangerous Minds B, and on Instagram at Dangerous Minds Brewing. Listen to OnSideRadio.com anywhere by downloading the MyTuner Radio app in your app store. Or go to MyTunerRadio.com on your web browser. OnSideRadio.com Protect your family and employees by installing a high-efficiency polarized air filter in your AC unit that destroys biological contaminants and improves air quality. Visit MS Air Conditioning at ac-florida.com or call them at 954-421-3680. On 4623, here's your host, Sean Stanley. Don't forget to go check out the podcast. Abel's getting them up right away. Don't forget you can be a part of the show, reaching out to us on the call-in line. And now my computer is stuck, but it's 888. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. There we go. 888-441-4623. You can text us at 844-416-8123. You have to love and hate technology. So when I look at what happened at WrestleMania, overall thoughts, I thought it was a success. They did it in front of 25,000 fans each night. And I think other than the 45-minute rain delay at a wrestling show, I think everything went off. I don't know about as planned, but... uh, I think they delivered. I think the performers inside the ring, the superstars, I think everything everything delivered. I think everybody went home happy. 
the Raw and SmackDown. I'm not sure what has happened with those. We did see the Viking Raiders return. Saw Charlotte Flair return. And then this week, also on the heels of those returns, you did see also Adnan Verk. He is now the Raw head commentator. Pat McAfee joined as an analyst on the SmackDown commentating team. So you're seeing some shakeups. Corey Graves moved to the Raw broadcasting team as well. And then there was cut day. One year to the date when the COVID releases, as it's been called, when they downsized a lot of superstars. One year to that date, they released, and now I'm going to do these names as I have them here, Samoa Joe, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Kalisto, Tucker, Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake. Now, I want to go through each one of these and and look at Samoa Joe again. He's had concussion issues. This is my opinion and my opinion only. I believe he wants to get back into the ring. I believe what has happened is WWE is on the side of airing on caution and will not release him physically to wrestle. They want him to stay on the commentating side. Joe wants to wrestle. I think they probably end up saying, okay, well, here's your release. Because I thought he was doing a great job in the commentating. And again, unless Joe wanted the release, I'm not sure why WWE released him. To me, this had to be more of a, uh, I'm hoping, a mutual thing. Or maybe Joe complained and bitched enough to where WWE said, it's not worth the headache. But with Samoa Joe, where do I see him going? I can see him staying more with Ring of Honor. Just because he didn't, he don't have to sign a contract. I, I think he's going to want to control his own narrative at the beginning. I'm not going to say down the road he doesn't appear at AEW. Maybe appears a one-off at AEW. Maybe he signs right away with AEW. I don't know. But to me, I think Joe has been out of the ring for so long now that he needs to control that narrative to rebuild that Samoa Joe character. Right? Everybody knows he can work. Everybody knows he can talk. He just did commentating for WWE for over, felt like a year. During a pandemic. But I can see that Joe would want to control his own narrative. Get that Samoa Joe character built back up. Chelsea Green. Again, uh, fiance to Matt Cardona. Cardona in Impact. Could you see Chelsea Green going to Impact? Impact has the deal with AEW. Does AEW sign Chelsea Green? And again, when you're looking at... At these these releases, Chelsea Green's coming off a broken wrist. She was starting to get a big push, broke her wrist. Now she's released. Things changed like that. I could see AEW reaching out to her and Mickey James, who was also released, to help build up. And then also, you know who's not even on here? Peyton Royce and and Billy Kay, the Iconics. Just noticed they were missing from this list. I, I can see all four of them 
of those women showing up at AEW. I think the AEW women's roster is starting to build and get its own footing as, as it's going right now. They're starting to get traction with Britt Baker, Nyla Rose. Uh, uh, I forgot the women's champion. <laughs> Cerrito. When you're watching AEW, you're noticing the women wrestling now, right? Now you throw in a Chelsea Green, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, the Iconics. Don't forget, Sean Spears is there as well, okay? so And there's a working relationship with Impact. I really do foresee, and I was talking with somebody, I can't remember, on I think it was the Podbean chat yesterday. I can see Mickey James going to NWA, being there with Nick Aldis. Definitely could see that. I think she wants a slimmed down roster, but also with AEW, you're wrestling once a week. And if they throw in a, a house show that they've been doing recently, maybe twice a week. It's not like you're on the road 300 days a year now. It's, it's not a hectic schedule. So I could see her also going there. When you're looking at Kalisto, I think he's heading back to uh, AAA, possibly Japan, maybe Impact. Maybe AEW could do something. The Lucha Brothers throwing him in there. Again, Tucker, it's going to be a difficult one. Haven't seen a lot of him working singles. He was in heavy machinery, tag team. Once he got into singles, he got a little bit of a push, and then he cost uh, Otis the tight, uh, the money in the bank briefcase, and that was kind of all he did. And then he was on TV for the Battle Under the Giant uh, SmackDown Battle Royal right before WrestleMania. I don't know where he goes, honestly. He's a wild card. Wesley Blake, same thing. Bo Dallas, this one kind of, again, he hasn't been on TV, it felt like, in forever. I don't know when the last time I saw Bo Dallas was. Then you started seeing, hearing things of The Fiend and like, oh, is that is that... Bray Wyatt, or is that Bo Dallas? Then I started thinking, hmm, maybe they put Bo Dallas as a, you know, fake fiend character, and that's who Alexa Bliss has as the evil fiend, or however you want to look at this, the way they're going to go. And then the next day, he's released. I don't know Bo Dallas. Again, you saw Curtis Axel when he got released. He didn't really stay in wrestling. He went out done with it i think you see the same thing with bo dallas i just think after a while you just listen he's been in catering for over a year doing nothing you start losing your passion for wrestling you know it it drains the fun out of it the the excitement i I don't think you see bo dallas turn up anywhere else or maybe maybe they they did they're, they're pulling the wool over our eyes and he's going to turn back up as the fake fiend, but not as Bo Dallas. Who knows with WWE? As I said, uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Billy Kay was just on WrestleMania 37 on Saturday. They released her on Tuesday. And now there's been a lot of reports coming out that Kevin Dunn, who is the uh, production vice president of production, did, didn't like the accent or didn't get the character. I'm sorry, didn't get the character. It went back in time to where he didn't like the Becky Lynch accent. 
He didn't understand that. He said the ceiling of Billy Kay was not that big. How do you know? You guys gave her very little TV time. And what TV time? I thought she was hitting him out of the ballpark. What she was doing. She was probably one of the better things on SmackDown. Handing out her resume to everybody and anybody that would take it. That was entertaining. You don't get the character. It's got a ceiling. Well, I hope all of these, all of these superstars find their traction. And if they want to continue in pro wrestling, I hope they stick it to WWE and have very, I I can see all of them having very good careers, especially when you look at Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Chelsea Green. Uh, Mickey James has already had a great career. Kalisto is phenomenal to me. Tucker Tucker's a wild card there because I haven't seen him individually. I've seen him in a tag team. Bo Dallas, he, look, he had his run. He had his B-team stuff, did his thing. Wesley Blake, I think he lost his way when uh, his partner was uh, released long ago and then he was doing with Baron Corbin. Uh, again, I think underutilized. Didn't get to see his full character development. And unfortunately, after a while, it just runs its course. That's what happens in WWE. You can only hang on by so many threads. The one thing that I did wonder, nobody from developmental so far, nobody on the developmental side has been released, or at least it hasn't been announced. So we'll have to see. But this list, again, I'll go over it again. It was Samoa Joe, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Kalisto, Tucker, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake. And this, again, one year to the date of the COVID releases in WWE. And remember, one other thing. They just signed a five-year billion-dollar streaming deal. And they said the budget cuts were for cost-cutting measures. Okay. I wish I had that difficult decision to make. We'd like to thank a shade above window fashions in Davie, 954-434-4774. A shade above teamed up with Bandalux to personalize and create the onside radio shade in beautiful pink and black. To order protection with style for your home or office like we did, call a shade above window fashions, 954-434-4774. Go to the website, a shade above florida.com. Love the space you live in, a shade above window fashions. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Now that it's springtime, it's only getting hotter here in South Florida. Make sure your AC in your home or business is running smoothly by investing in a preventative maintenance plan from MS Air Conditioning. Visit MS Air Conditioning at ac-florida.com or call them at 954-421-3680. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. High atop beautiful dry pink stadium. Sean Stanley back in. Squared Circle Digest. A busy day here at Dry Pink Stadium. As again, Montreal FC. They're using this as their home base. They will kick off today. The MLS season kicked off last night. Inter-Miami CF. Don't forget, Sunday, 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 3 o'clock. Chris Whittingham, Thomas Rungan, 
and Fernando Fiore will have the call at three. But before that, Big O and Alex Dono will get you started with the Onside Radio pregame show starting at two and sitting high above me here this morning. <laughs> David Dork, trying to catch chair. radio. He is way above me here. Well, you've enlightened me to something already today. Uh -oh. I was trying to figure out why is the stadium so busy today oh. if the game was tomorrow. So now I know there's a game today. Yes, the Montreal team is here. The MLS ah. team is here for their home base. Okay. This, this no, season. it's cool. Like, usually we come here on a Saturday, and it's like we're the only yeah. ones here, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I came in today, and I'm getting wanded, and I'm getting It takes like, you 30 minutes to get through now. Yeah, I got the stink eye. Like, oh, yeah. you're not on the list. I'm like. What what list? Yeah, no. <laughs> Trust me, I got the same thing, and I'm like, there's a list now? Okay, all right, well, I guess I better get on the list then next time. Yeah, that's all right. You, you greased the right guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's talk some sports. All right, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Panthers. Panthers. What's happening with them, man? It's, it's crazy right now because now we're past the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. I think they've only got like 12 games left. So, I mean, this is really like, yeah. you know, down the stretch they come, right? <laughs> like, there's the home stretch. Um, they made a lot of moves at the deadline. They brought in some new players. They got Sam Bennett, who's probably going to make his debut tonight. We'll find out in mm -hmm. about an hour. Um, yeah, because none of them were on the ice the uh, night before. Oh no, got yeah, got a few uh, of them. A few of them right. debuted Thursday, mm -hmm. so the moves all happened Monday. Mm -hmm. Nobody debuted till Thursday. Uh, Nikita Gusev, Brandon Montour, Lucas Walmark, they were all playing on mm -hmm. Thursday, uh, and then Sam Bennett is expected to join today. So, it, look, it's exciting. You know, you, you got a team that's competing for not just first in the division yeah. but top spot in the league, and the GM goes out and he makes moves to make them better. Yeah. He did right by the players, and you really can't ask for more than that. And it seems to me watching the games, because now I'm actually watching more Panthers <laughs> it's games. It's amazing what happens <laughs> when they're winning, right? it? it just seems like one bad bounce, one bad play on defense, and just like that, it's a loss. Well, that, that's what happens when you've got a good team. Yeah. Because for the most part of a game, which is what the Panthers have been doing, they go out and they play a strong game, and then they get beat on you know one or two bad plays, and it costs them. Well, yeah, they're the only really opportunities that they're giving to mess up. Yeah. So when they falter on the penalty kill, which they have been doing lately, or when you give up an odd man rush, which you know you saw what happened with Tampa, Tampa with Bay. a bad line change. Yeah. So you know these little mistakes are magnified because they're really the mistakes aren't so great anymore. Was was that the overtime goal? Was that a bad line change? Or just... No, the 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 bad line change was the James Hine goal oh, after okay. Florida took the lead two to one in the third. I, I believe it was two to one. Yeah, that memory. Um, no, no, no problem there. Um, but no, Tampa tied it up right after that. They got a power play. Florida was actually doing a nice job mm. on the PK and a bad line change. Uh, it's actually in the second period now that I think of it because it was the long line change, mm. and. Uh, yeah, that cost them. It's just these little mistakes. Yeah, and then the bounce off the goalie's uh, pad went on the Florida shot, and then it turned right into a two-on-one for Tampa oh, Bay in overtime. Yeah. And then it was the like – Goalie makes a nice save, pops it yeah. out with his blocker, and it fuels the two-on-one. He should have gotten an assist on that one, to be honest. It should have been a two-assist okay. game for Vasilevsky. Wow. That, that goalie is not Vasilevsky, human. Vasilevsky, that's who I saw. He is not human. Really? Okay. He is like a, a – he's like the T-1000 of goalies. Like Skynet yeah. controls this man. Like whatever the rush stretches is. stretches the legs, does a split across He's the whole goalie. He's like goalie. six I mean, foot twelve, and yet he can do a complete yeah. split from like board to board. Yeah, I don't. It's like they're really talking hard about it on uh, on NBCSN where they think he just goes out there and does that just to intimidate the other team. He'll go out there during warmups and just do splits. I mean, just to yeah. intimidate the other team. Look, I can't relate to what the shooters think because I'm a goalie myself. <laughs> yeah. But look, I'm like half of this guy's size, and I can't do a split like that. <laughs> I. I <laughs> and I couldn't in my best day. It's just it's unreal what these guys can do. And they're huge and they're flexible. And then on top of that, he's just an excellent puck handler, which you saw in that one goal. What you got coming up today? 
We're going to talk a little bit about Tampa. I want to break down all the moves made on the trade mm-hmm. deadline and get into that stuff. I want to get into the playoff push now that we're in that home stretch mm-hmm. and look at who's, Flor- who's Florida's playing, who their opponents are playing, break that all down. We're going to talk to Bill Lindsay, former Florida Panthers player, current radio analyst. He's yep. going to stop by, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about the trade deadline, the push, all that good stuff. So I, I don't know how we get all this into mm-hmm. one hour, but we try. Your prediction, one first, second, or third, where do they finish in the division? Oh, man, that, that's tough. That's really tough to say. I, I can't – I don't – God, that's putting me on the spot. I, am, I would sorry. say second just because Carolina has been so good that I feel like they're going to win the division. Mm-hmm. Tampa I don't think has been nearly as good, and I think Florida's had Tampa's number more than they've had in a long time, and Florida plays Tampa three more times between now and the end. So I think Tampa's going to end up behind Florida, and I think Carolina's going to take it all. There it is. There it is. He is David Dwork. It is Chirping the Cats Radio. It's coming your way next. And don't forget again, tomorrow, pregame coverage. Inter Miami CF gets underway with Big O and Alex Dono at 2 p.m. The call of the game with Chris Winningham, Thomas Rongan, and Fernando Fiore. That will be at about 3, 323 is the kick of the game right here on OnsideRadio.com. South Florida to the world. No station in South Florida provides more live and local sports talk. This is like rock and roll with no music. Follow us on social media.